Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and uh, me, this guy. Part-time chucker hunter, full-time harmonica enthusiast. Jason Smith, what's going on? He writes one of these every night. What do we do here, Jason? What's our main objective here? My, my main objective is to, 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 to comment on this growing facial deformity that is going on. But I mean, it's stuck at home. Come on, yeah. man. Oh, Come oh, on. Are we yeah, not I sharing thought, a brain? I, I feel you, very alone right I now. thought you were asking me why I keep making up different um, hobbies for myself. No, no, no. That <laughs> I love. Don't ever change that. I was saying, what's our mandate here? What do we do here every day? Here's, here's our mandate. We love TV. <laughs> we love movies. We want to share those with you, and we want to we want to share the ones we love with you, and make you love them too, and also just enjoy talking about this stuff in uh, you know in this time, and also to talk about life and understand life through art, you know. Yes, and also to I know it's a lot of confusion out there with streaming, so we'll tell you what's going on with the streaming yeah. wars and what to stream. So Plus, really, you yeah. can just stay here, and then you're good to go. Plus, if you you're, you want your parents to email me because they can't figure out how to get their um, DVR or whatever to stop flashing midnight. I got you. I got you. I will, I will do your tech support, too. Right? Plus, you know, Starburns gives away stuff. Yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, they do. Look, they get, they're giving away a PS5. Don't ask we're me. Away P- yeah, we're giving away a PS5 for our subscribers. Everybody subscribes to our YouTube channel um, can um, take part in that. And also, we got shirts um, that we're going to start giving away here soon. And, uh, yeah. Can you believe that? Again, we were saying this just offline before we started. But, again, I cannot believe this is our job. Me either. Me either. I mean, we're at a tipping point now, especially with today's guest, and I feel so bad for everybody. Well, actually, I feel worse for me because I've just ingested the first three episodes of season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. Eric Kripke's new season of this brilliant show based on the graphic novel by the same guy who wrote Preacher. Am I doing this right? You're doing this right. Because I love this show. So I just ingested all three episodes because, you know, you think like, oh, I'm special. I get all that. But here's the problem. Now I have to wait three weeks <laughs> I don't to not have episodes. Well, that's true. Yeah, well, here, yeah. And sp- tr- I'm jonesing. Here's a trick. Go. That's Go. why I wouldn't, when you told me you're watching them today, because I watched them over the weekend, I told you I was oh, jealous. Yeah. I didn't say, I didn't say, oh, I already got to see them. I said, oh, oh, you already you're got jealous. to, you get, you get to do it for the first time. You get to do yeah, it for the I'm first jealous time. of my kid. Who gets to do that now? <laughs> he still gets to see all three episodes for the first time. I do yeah. not. And, and. I mean, we just should get into it, right? I don't want to waste yeah, our guest time. Yeah. Uh, aside, okay, should I just bring them on? Yeah, let's do it. Let's okay, do so it. first of all, special th- uh, shout out to everyone at Amazon Prime for just being just loves and support and everything. So we love you. Thank you for this. Season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime is coming out on Friday, right, Jason? Yep. You know him <laughs> as, you know him as Mother's Milk. But here, milk. but here at uh, Stuck at Home, we call him Mama Leche. You got Laz Alonzo. <laughs> yes. I should have never told you, man. I should have never let that cat out the bag. That's one I did not need to say. It's over. Jason is about to have my ass be a meme in Latin America, too. It's bad enough the memes that are about to come from this season. Oh. He's just adding more fuel to the fire. All right. I see how this is oh. going. 
Les, Fred, what is up? First of all, hi, I love you. I, I, it's so good to see you. I, Les, I, I, I proudly call him my, my close friend, but like today it's work. But good to see you. And mom, see you everybody's too, good? Everybody's good? Everything's good. The family's okay. good. How, how, how's everything on your side of the pond? Good. Dylan wanted me to tell you hi. And now... Hey, what we, up, my guy? Okay, and now we can get into business. So... Welcome, and thank you seriously for being here. You're my heart, man. My pleasure. Okay. I mean, this is, you've been in Avatar, you've been in Fast and Fair. This is something, I mean, first of all, I can't believe the level of acting that's going on at this, in seemingly an action show. So let's set up season two. Will you do that for us, Les, please? Just yeah, so season two picks up, uh, we are on the run. Um, you know, last season ends with Butcher pretty much uh, leaving the boys out to figure it out on their own. Uh, Huey and his heroic Huey self comes in and saves Frenchie and myself. Um, and we were able to escape and we barely made it out alive. And now we're, uh, in a nondescript location somewhere in Brooklyn in a gang hideout in a basement that Frenchie hooked up for us. And we're basically surviving off of, you know, the little odd jobs that we can do here or there. Frenchie is uh, selling arms, you know, to, to, to undercover, you know, gang members and stuff. And uh, and we're just basically trying to stay uh, hidden because we're now on everybody's wanted list. We're wanted men. Yes, and that's how we open. And, and you have the best first line of the season, which I love, the fuck you're going. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your opening line, I mean, and it's just while you're stitching someone up. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, but it gets right into this. So, okay. I, as I said, I had the privilege to watch these first three. So I know the spoilers I can't talk about, which I don't want to ruin it. Normally, I don't care, but I don't want to ruin this for anybody. Okay. Let's talk about the first thing. Do we think that at all, I mean, this is just my opinion, but what you guys are doing with Chase Crawford across the the arc of where we find him at the end of season three, of uh, episode three, is there something being built here for a turn? You know what I mean? Is there... So, you know, I really, to be honest with you, uh, I, you know, being on the show, I obviously read every single script as they came out, but being able to watch the progression of Chase's character of the deep spark throughout the season, man, I was so impressed with the level of work that he brought to this season um, because he's doing a lot of scenes by himself, you know, and you see him go through this emotional breakdown and this whole shedding of layers of who he thought he was versus who, you know, the seven and this, and this universe really view, views him as. You know, and I feel like it was very kind of parallel with even in our industry. You know, in our industry, we have an image of who we think we are. Yes. And then someday we may find out that the, the industry views us differently than how we may think we're viewed. And having to come to grips and having to come to reality, you know, with, with that. You know, and so smart. I enjoy to see his whole journey and, and his spiritual progression Yes. Um, or lack thereof, <laughs> you know, and, and it just reminded me a lot of a lot of stories that we see in Hollywood of, you know, quote unquote, has beens and and people who just uh, no longer have that same fame that they once did and how they deal with. It. 
that's actually a genius metaphor. Um, and also what you're doing is you're bringing biblical things into this, too. I mean, it's literal, obviously, but it is also figurative I, with the whale. I, yeah. I get, I'm only going to say so much because normally, you know, Les, I don't give a shit. But I, this show is so good. I just don't I want everybody to get every little morsel. So with the whale, I mean, obviously, this is a biblical thing that's going on. But it, it, the metaphor of it seems to be, you know, OK, let me ask you, how did you go into that scene? You know, dealing with coming out of this whale as a rebirth, right? In some ways. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a baby in blood almost. You know, I mean, you know, uh, coming out of the coming out of the whale, you see some of the characters are are basically enraged, or, or they're giving ener- they're given energy, newfound energy, and then there's some characters that are depleted. You know, and there's some characters that are just completely um, done with life uh, coming out of this situation, this situation almost being like the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Mother's Milk in this particular uh, moment, uh, he's neither. You know, he's, he's really the voice of reason and the voice of... Um, uh, of affirmation you know mm-hmm. so to, to the to the characters that are supercharged by this moment he's pulling them back and to the characters that have been weakened by this moment he's pushing them forward you know so he's kind of like that well that, the moral compass the moral compass and he's almost holding the, the the balance and trying to keep keep everything you know focused and in line you know so well your mother's milk i mean you're the you know in a lot of ways you're the matriarch you know, and I- the matriarch, and I mean, if you think about what what Mother's Milk does for us, I mean, Mother's Milk really is our first Sorry. level of nourishment, you know, and so he's yeah. providing that, you know, in many ways for Huey, who is the baby of the group. Well, you have this wonderful, wonderful moment, and you kind of, you're really... He gave me some feels, Laz, where, you know, he's like, go ahead, you know, beat the shit out of me. And you just, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it was in the script, but there was something where you just, you came to grips with your own ego. And I, I, are we going to keep seeing this, this thing where Mother's Milk is coming to grips with his own ego? Because you said, I don't want to beat the shit out of you. I, I, this is what's going on. And that's not what you usually see from tough guys. Well, you know, um, I, you know, I, I wanted to tap into something different than everybody else was kind of channeling. Uh, and being as though Mother's Milk is the morality of the group, I wanted to ground him in something bigger than himself and something other than himself. You know, and so grounding him in his daughter and what he has chosen to give up and put at risk in order to, um, you know, rejoin the boys, it, it also gives him a tremendous amount of guilt. And so that's what I was really trying to play was the guilt that he's carrying with him now having put his whole family at risk. It's not him anymore. His whole family now is at risk. Well, and you've isolated yourself. Yeah, no, totally, totally. And and, and then, you know, you'll also find out later on in the series, uh, Milk has some moments where he kind of taps into uh, why he's here. And so we learn a little bit of his backstory later on in in, in the series. Oh, you see, that's really nice. And we're also going to obviously learn what happened to to Carl, right? In the time. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, We find out where he's been. 
where Butcher's been, what he's been doing. You know, but Butcher's in a very peculiar spot when he comes back to the boys this season because at the end of the day, we all know who Butcher is and nothing that he does really surprises any of us that know him. However, it doesn't take away the sting. You know, he still left us out there to dry. And Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he did leave a man behind. You know, you, you, our motto is, you know, you don't leave one behind. You know, we'll risk our lives, but we're not going to leave anybody behind. And he left us behind. Well, it's and the same so, thing when you decide to throw the lifesaver into the water after the helicopter drops. Yeah, no, I mean, that is a, he violated that family trust. And this season is anchored heavily in family. You'll notice that every episode, it really builds on family. You know, and that is a theme that's vitally important to our show this season, you know, is the families that we may have on the outside of the boys, but then the boys is a family dynamic as well. And we have to respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that is the thing. That is the through line. For me, that's my favorite theme. It's what I always will choose to write about. We've had long discussions about this, you know, yeah. um, and it's what you do so wonderfully here, whether it's, you know, whether it's Homelander, uh, you know, with his son and the woman he had an affair with, you know, who's Butcher's wife or, you know, he wants to be a dad, too. Everyone wants this connection and this belonging. And we're seeing it more and more in the season from Chase to you to everyone. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, Homelander. Is, is in a very weird way trying to do what he was never, what was never done for him. I mean, he grew up in a laboratory, you know, he's a test tube baby. You know, he grew up uh, in, in, a, in a glass box, you know, with a blanket. And that was his idea of, of parenting. That was what, how they parented him. So uh, we're gonna find out a lot about that story as well. You know, how he comes to grips Good. with his lack of parenting and how he how he deals with it you know so a lot of the characters that you hated in season one and you've grown to hate in season two you might look at them a little differently because i already am i swear yeah yeah for sure it happened to me with homelander it happened to me um with uh with chase Obviously, yeah. it also happened to me with you, with your character in a lot of ways. Because, again, this is the best compliment I can give. I forget you're you when I'm watching the show. Good. Well, that's, um, yeah, I'm like, that's not my buddy Laz. That's, you know, Mother's Note. That's, this is a character and it's complex. So I watched it in you, even though I'm telling you this moment where you battled your ego and you won to me, it was a deeper level because you were always seeming like, you know, and that was the character, but mad, like you were going to punch this guy. And then when you finally said, nah, that's not who I am, I went, oh, man, so he's already growing in the third episode. Yeah, no, um, you know, I, I've had many talks, you know, with with uh, Eric Kripke about when's Mother's Milk going to finally get to kick some ass? You know, <laughs> everybody's kicking ass on the show and Mother's Milk is keeping people from kicking more ass or, or, or you know, going on suicide missions. <laughs> and, you know, I, I've come to embrace the fact that their Mother's Milk could kick ass. You know, that, that's, that's a low-hanging fruit, mm-hmm. but seeing him, giving him the task of not doing it, you know, over and over and over again and having to, to corral these really wild, you know, uh, uh, teammates of his, you know, is almost uh, a bigger task than just going and beating the shit out of somebody. Well, it should be easier to beat the shit out of someone. You know, you know, um, I have a lot of uh, family on our, on another side and who hunts and, 
how I always went hunting, because I don't like to kill animals, especially not eating them, but right. I don't want to kill anything if I can avoid it. I yeah. used to go and I'd get a deer in the sights and not pull the trigger. Mm. So once I knew I could kill it, that was that was it. It was already done. That right. was the, the easy part is pulling the trigger. Right. Hard part is sitting in the stand and doing the same thing with what you're Waiting doing. Waiting and being quiet. Yes. Talking and, you know, and sucking really down your kill shot yes. to the point where you know this is the kill shot and then yes. not doing it. That's, you know, again, that's dominating your ego because a lot of people want that kill shot to put that head, that trophy, or just to take a picture with a dead animal. And yes. then what? Okay. Right. So you eat some Yay for you. Yeah. You know, and, and so, uh, I, listen, I agree with you, man. You know, um, I think that that takes a lot more uh, of a, of a uh, solitude. Yeah, self-control. Um, but so, we see that in mother's milk. That's yeah. what we're seeing now, especially. And, and though are we going to get to see you kick some real ass, you know, toward the end of the season, maybe? maybe. I can't divulge that. Ah. I can't divulge that yet. Um, okay, all right, all right, but, fine. But, but I've launched many an email Begging Kripke, you know, hey, I have an idea. What if Mother's Milk just happens to beat the living shit out of this person or that person or these 10 people? Yes, yes. uh, Let me ask you something about Kripke, about Eric. Um, First of all, is he from Long Island? I don't know, man. I've never asked him. Okay, ask him, okay, because I feel like he's from Long Island, because what's going on with this Billy Joel theme in the first uh-huh. season, you uh-huh. know, that's a Long Island kid. Me, I'm like, every so I've seen him 20 times, you know, I was played all the songs on the piano, I'm listening to this, I'm like, Kripke isn't from Long Island, or upstate New York, something's going on here. Have you discussed this with the rest of the cast? Did you know this was going to happen, this Billy Joel-themed sort of you know, underlying you know, started thing? started in season one. Mm. Um, and it was always kind of Huey's thing, so I've never really dove into why uh, Mm. the Billy Joel thing is so prevalent in in his uh, thing. Oh, he's from Ohio. Kripke's from Mm. Ohio. Oh, so, okay. So it's East Coast, at least. (laughs) It's East Coast. It's not that far off, but go on. I love Uh, it, though. Go on. So so, So you never really dove into it. Yeah, I mean, my thing, my thing that I was really trying to figure out was, you know, like, you know, what, what, what would be Mother's Milk's kind of version of that Billy Joel? That was my you next know, question. Yeah, what would be his <laughs> theme music? And you know, he's from Harlem. Uh, you know, his his parents also have a history with Vaught. You know, and that comes from the comics. You know, so this is something that you know he is in a first generation. Uh, you know. Uh, fighter against Vaughn. This is something that's right. been going on, and this is almost hereditary. Uh, so I feel like Public Enemy, you know, is kind of like uh, wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt. You know, and, yeah. and that's more or less his theme music. You know, to this, and and I love the Billy Joel themes. I'm a big Billy Joel fan. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I remember. Listen, I remember rumors. You know, oh. very ambitious rumors of like trying to get Billy Joel on the show. <laughs> you know, don't knock it. He might do it. I swear to God. After this season, anything's possible, Les. Oh my God, I would love for that to happen. You know, unfortunately, you know, I, I don't. You know, that it didn't happen. But not yet. I bet third right. season it's going to happen, just like Tom Hardy did. Uh, did Peaky Blinders? I'm telling you, this is going to be a thing. You have gone to a different place with this season jason what's up buddy well i just want to get back to this theme music thing because i please because also your shirts you know there's you got the best shirts in the in the in the show so one (laughs) 
Where's Mother Milk getting all his shirts even when he's hiding now? Because why? He got he got all the hip hop shirts. He just takes them all. The, he, that's the only thing that goes in his duffel bag. So <laughs> shirts and sneakers. Don't sleep on his sneaker game. His shoes are always clean as hell. <laughs> Living in hideouts. And he's got I can live with that. Them. You're a doctor. There's no doubt. You're, you're, you're efficient. Yeah. But the shirts. The shirt. right, go on. Sorry. And then the other thing is I would say, you I know, and it. it actually is from the first shirt from the, fir- the first episode this season. I'd say it's a Boogie Down Productions. Your, your theme music got to come out of BDP. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, it's in the same vein, man. I mean, yeah. you know, um, standing up uh, against injustice um, when you don't have the upper hand and not letting that stop you. You know, the bridge is over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, the bridge is over. Yeah, man. I mean, it, 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 Love it, it, it is a, it is a constant, you know, thematic undertone that we like to bring in every, every move that we do set that can speak for us without having to open up our mouths. I love it. See what happens when you ask a question, Jason? <laughs> this is this is we get to the really good stuff. Yeah. I like this. Um, did you have something else? Oh, oh no, he no, left no. us. No. I have nothing. I mean I know you have more, Jason. No, me. I I mean I just you know, I do want to get into some of this effects work. You guys you guys good. filmed this well over a year ago, right? We shot it last July to November. So last July to November, and it's been all that time. Since then, basically working on all the effects. Because this thing is some movie-level shit. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, this is like, you know, uh, not it's effects and then it's also dubbing. Okay. Uh, because when we released the show, we released it essentially all over the world. Mm. So because we let it all out at one time, we have to wait until it's dubbed in all these hundreds of languages, I imagine, um, so that they can enjoy it everywhere. <laughs> Do you ever listen to any any of the other languages? You know what? On my Instagram feed, uh, when I get tagged on them, you start hearing all kinds of voices, man. Like, is, there, is there any of them that you've heard that out of particular? Like, where did they come up with that voice? Yo, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start reposting them just because it's hilarious. Please, please but do. Like, I'm like, man, couldn't they get a deeper voice? <laughs> Like, like, oh, yo me gusto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, he didn't, Les does not sound. Have you listened oh, to this guy? Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yo, Jace, can you pull it up? I will. I'll, I'll pull some up right now. Oh, Lord. Okay. I should have known y'all would have some in the queue waiting. <laughs> he acts like he doesn't, but he always does. He's like right. a tech guru. The he he kids with us. Yeah, no, he's not messing around. <laughs> um, All right. So, first of all, Eric is doing... A phenomenal job. It literally looks like each episode cost $86 million, like it's Project Power. I, I, I don't know what the hell is going on here. Uh, did something get extended this season? or is it? Because the first season I didn't think you could top. I really didn't. Um, yeah, so what Eric said to us when we first started season two was, he said, listen, you know, um, season one was great. Uh, the audience responded really favorably. Uh, the last thing I want to do is set myself up and try to go bigger. He's like, I don't think that that's the magic. He's like, what I want to do with, for season two is to go deeper and to go deeper into more character work, backstories, flashbacks, give, give people a little bit more history so that they become more invested in the characters and they understand us more. They understand our why more. Um, so he definitely went deeper, and he also went bigger. <laughs> As you can tell by a 50-foot animatronic whale 
Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. Okay, you said it, I didn't. So, 50. Yeah, you know, animatronic, right? That's what it is. I was wondering. It's animatronic. It was animatronic. It's not uh, we were, I think we were there. I don't remember what we were in the building for, maybe for fittings. And we're, we just happened to be walking down the hallway, and there's this hallway where all the production offices are, and they have all the storyboards um, mm -hmm. and this beautiful artwork of what our sets are going to look like when we go shoot those episodes. And we all, we kept walking by this whale. And we're like, what the fuck is going on with this whale? You know, because we, 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 we only had like, I think, <laughs> script one, maybe script two. Mm -hmm. And so... Oh, okay, uh, so you hadn't seen it. The whale's three, by the way. Everyone is listening. Yeah, so Holy we, shit. But we shot it the, as the fourth episode because they were still building the whale. By the time we got to the third episode, they were still building the whale. So Kripke and one of the first ADs they were walking down the hallway as we were stopped at the whale, and we were like, okay, halt. Please explain what this is. Like, what's going on here? Uh -huh. And so Kripke then told us, okay, so you guys, I just want to let you know, uh, this is the one part of the season that we're going to shoot out of order. Um, we're going to shoot episode four next because this is going to fall in line. This is going to be episode three, but um, the whale isn't done. And we're like, what whale? And so he explained to us the whole thing behind the whale. And then the first day he jumps in. And he's like, yeah, we built this big 50-foot animatronic whale. The mouth opens, it groans, the, the, the fins flap. Uh, even when you get inside the whale, the heart pumps, the lungs. It's, it's anatomically right. It's anatomically right. You know, the, the arteries and veins. So we were like, oh, that's cool. And then he volunteers. He says... This thing is so state-of-the-art, it even has air conditioning. So we were like, huh? He was like, yeah. He's like, we built in air conditioning ducts so that when you guys are shooting the scene inside the whale, God you're God. getting pulled off. So cut to Amazing. whale day. Cut to whale day. We get there. It's a nice, hot Toronto day, about maybe 95 degrees in the sun. The whale's been sitting in the sun all day long. Humidity is about 90, 90 degrees, 90%. And so now it's time to get inside the whale. We got to get completely bathed in blood, you know, to shoot the inside of the whale when we come out. Oh, no. Oh, no. We get inside the whale, and it's 120 degrees inside the whale. Uh, and I start asking for air conditioning, because I'm like, yo, what happened to the air conditioning? Everybody's looking at me like I'm stuck on stoop, and I'm like, am I the only one that remembers we were promised an air-conditioned whale. So, so now Carl starts making fun of me, like I'm being a diva set, like, oh, and can we also have some caviar? I'd like some olive, please, and a martini. I'm like, bro, don't leave me out there to dry. They said we were going to have an air-conditioned whale. Is this all why you're sitting in the whale? In the whale? We're in the whale. We're sitting in the whale, drenched in blood, getting, you know, whale guts splattered on our face. You know, makeup basically at this point, makeup just has like a, a, a sprayer, and instead, like like you know when you, uh, people come to spray bug disinfectant in your house, they're just pouring us with blood now. They're just spraying blood on us at this point, and I and I'm sitting up there like you know, rubbing blood out of my eye, and I'm like, where's the air conditioning? You know, and come to find out, something happened with the air conditioning tube. They couldn't get it to fit. Like they made the the, the ducts in the whale too small for the air conditioners that they had. And we didn't have any air conditioning. And they made me sound like the diva. 
Right. Uh, Meanwhile, yeah. you know, it was just an extra like 80 grand. They're like, nah, F the AC. Right, It'll be right, fine. Right. <laughs> It'll be fine in there. This, by the way, Carl's favorite story to tell. Whenever we do interviews, he loves to tell the Lazalonzo diva moment when I was asking for AC inside the web. And what we do here is we give you the deep dive on the other side, the truth. That's exactly. what happens here, the Lazalonzo exactly. side. This is not being a diva. He was, I was promised. Not being a diva. I was asking what I was promised. It's not his fault the AD shouldn't have opened his mouth. He did. He didn't have nothing. Right. Laz wouldn't have said a word. That's it. I could I could speak for this. If you just don't tell something to Laz, that's all, and tell him it's going to be, and then it isn't the way you said it was going to be. Laz doesn't I like that. Know, where is it? You know, I'm not asking for nothing else but the AC you said that was going to be here. And on the other side, though, I will say, Laz will never not do what he says he's going to do. So oh, he doesn't ask for anything he doesn't expect. You know, it's 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 even. It's even, man. It's even. It's even. But we had a good You're time. Not a diva. We, uh, we shot that scene. Um, you know, the, the, the moment with me and, and Jack inside the whale, you know, it's a nice quiet moment. Um, and the thing behind that moment was, you know, we took our time. We really wanted to find, you know, a very realistic moment, how that conversation would play in, you know, with sure, there are superheroes that are coming to, to destroy us right now. But in that moment, that's not what matters. It's this communication that he and I have. And so we'd shoot the scene, right? And then by the time uh, it was time for us to get up and get out of the whale, we'd be stuck to the whale because all of the, the sugar-coated uh, blood that they put on us would stick to the whale guts inside. And so when we try to get up, oh, that's horrible. Yeah, our skin would be like stuck to the whale and we couldn't get out. So they'd have to come in and spray us with water to be able to... Because this is basically it's caramel. It's like a, a, a sugar water that they put on us. That's that red sticky wow. blood, and it would drizzle. Yeah, so we had to we had to figure out how to be able to shoot that scene faster before the blood would dry. Because if the blood would dry, then we we get stuck and we couldn't move. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing. It's not, it doesn't sound that fun. I got to tell you, I think it's oh, an yeah. amazing job, but it, that sounds a little uh, rough, especially in that whale. Yeah, just little behind the scenes <laughs> things, you know. Little no, things. This is the stuff I love. On set, on, on the show, but it was just little fun moments that we had behind the scenes. Yeah, listen, this is the, and also what you're seeing, I think, in this season is a lot of chinks in the armor on both sides. You know, yeah. you're really starting to see, even with Homelander, oh, let's talk a minute, though, about one of my favorite people, Aya Cash. Mmm, I am, man. Oh, what an actress. She's a force or what? She's a force, bro. She's a force. And she's so effortless on set. You know, she doesn't push anything. She just let the lets the words take her and her performance. I, I didn't get to work with her that much. But when we did uh, shoot together, and you'll see that later on in the season, it was like, wow, wow. You know, they... Special. They did a great job, you know, because in the comic, uh, Stormfront was a man. Thank God they changed that. And so they changed it and made it, you know, a woman for our show, and it made it so much more interesting. So you much know, more because, interesting. Yeah, because now, you know, like, uh, it puts Homelander on his heels, <laughs> and it really starts uh, questioning patriarchy, you know? And, really and all of these other things that, you know, arise from her character and, and, and how she manipulates, you know, patriarchy. Well, she's very smart. 
she's, she's very smart. I'm saying the character, forget about Aya, who's obviously very smart, but this character, Stormfront, is incredibly smart, incredibly outspoken. Um, but also, I mean, you keep, you guys keep doing this, right? It's like the metaphor with the gills. Like, don't be insecure. You know, show your true self. Like, show, yeah. show your gills. It's the same thing with Aya with the patriarchy, right? And yeah. she's not necessarily any better. Right. That's no, the interesting no. thing, too. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, like I said, I don't want to give kind. anything away. Me too. Um, but no, there, she is not better at all. But I'm, she's I'm so jumping good. in just so Cliff doesn't start giving things away because I'm. Yeah, because I. Oh. I <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I didn't I do it. I was good. I don't want to ruin it. Go on. I'm just teasing you. But I also, no, I, uh, I just want to let stop. you guys know. Uh, oh, no. It's I time. Found, I found this. Oh. oh, good. What'd you find? We're watching something. <laughs> Они стояли там на коленях в собственных экскрементах, пока не умирали от заражения крови. Спасибо, французик. Slavic, you know, yeah, some somewhere. sort of Middle Eastern language. Some, yeah. yeah, I liked it. Yeah. All right, so they did me right. They did me yeah. right. They you're okay. Nice you know, I don't think you have too many bad things going no, I on. With find, this. I just want to let you know, I could. There are a few, but they are the best way to find them if you're looking for them is to just look at everything Laz is tagged in, which are some pretty crazy. First of all, <laughs> not just these kind of things, but also your workouts. You get tagged in your workouts. You doing squats in the middle of the street. Yeah, Lez man. is not mess around. I'm doing squats all over the damn place, man. <laughs> My booty is everywhere right now. <laughs> Crazy. I'm so ready for gyms to open back up again. You have can't no wait. Idea. Uh, that's all I need. Just give me a gym. Doing squats I, in the Equinox parking lot. Right? <laughs> man. <laughs> so, Mother's milk is going to look like, you know, he went on a diet for season two. If I don't get a gym soon, I'm shrinking. We got to know about Laz, Jason. You know this. Laz has a, his trainer on call. If Laz thinks he's getting something that he likes, he already has the trainer on before he even booked the job. And then he's training, and they're like, oh, you booked it. He's like, yeah, I know. I know. I was already training. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's the secret because once you book it, it's too late. You know, you got to start getting ready before. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's what I did with Fast and Furious. That's what I did with this. Yeah. Uh, I just said, just in case, let me start putting on some size. You know, because... Fast and Furious, I had to, I had to be uh, Vin Diesel's arch nemesis, you know, so I had to at least look intimidating to him, enough to where if we did go, if we did square up, it would be a threat, you know, and the same thing with this. I mean, Mother's Milk in the comics is huge, yeah. you know, so I knew I wasn't going to be taller than than Jack Quaid, who's about 6'7", damn near. Is he 6'7", this guy? He looks huge. He, he might be 6'5". I think he's 6'5". You know? Yeah, like you want to like you think like oh he doesn't look that big on TV maybe you want to pop a little shit don't. Jack is tall. <laughs> Jack is super tall. I mean, right? I might say he might be the tallest out of every out of all the cast members. Okay. You know, Jesse's about maybe oh, six shit. one. Uh, Carl is up there six six one. So, but Jack is towering over everybody. Crazy. It oh, feels man. like even Jack's getting deeper on this. What are we gonna say, Jason? I got a red light. Yeah. Oh. I know. Les. I know. Right, we'll talk in private. <laughs> but this but is, before we yeah, do, and I, I want to again oh, remind so everybody, uh, the boys is coming out on Thursday. So it's is it is it the, all the, the whole thing, or is it just going episode no. by episode? Actually, it comes out on Friday the fourth. 
Friday the yes. 4th. Friday the 4th. Um, and it's going to be the first three episodes. Okay. And then after that, one episode per week. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's good news. So I don't have to wait three weeks. I only you have, have to, to wait, wait three weeks. A no, week. after that, it's one episode per week for the next five weeks. And the cool thing about this season is also is that there will also be an after show after every episode. Oh, that's dope. So you'll oh, be able to get a recap of the show, a little more context. You'll have characters that were key to that episode. will be on there talking about it. Um jokes you know different games are being played so it's like a fun way to wrap up that episode uh, and just kind of you know what this means right les what's that you know what this means right what's that they start doing this they started doing this with game of thrones when they knew it was going to be oh, the next yeah. level yeah they yeah. start doing those featurettes at the end like let's explain the episode because we know you want more this is awesome yeah this no I, I love it man i, I love it I, I used to watch that after the thrones after game of thrones yeah. And, it was, and now uh, we get to watch it after the boys. Exactly. Exactly. Good company, sir. It'd be awesome. And then, you know, uh, Cliff, maybe we'll just email Sinjay and see if we can just get one week ahead. So we're always we're always one ahead. We'll just Sinjay really was awesome. He just, yeah. everybody at Amazon, by the way, Alex, yeah. everybody, like, Laz, you're in good hands there, man. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I've been, that's a good thing about having experience working at other studios. It's like, you know when you're in great hands. Having not been before in other scenarios, you're like, oh, we are in very good hands. And it feels good that Amazon really believes in the show. Like having a partner, and Sony too, you know, uh, having partners that really, truly stand behind the show and work so hard because they believe in it. Not because it's their job to do so, but because they really love, you know, the show. It, it, it's, it's, it makes you want to work harder and do better. You know, and, and give and better material. Yeah. Really does. I mean, okay, so we have to let Laz yeah, go. Is that? Okay, Laz, I love you. La I mean, That's I it. cannot. <laughs> I, don't worry, you stay. What do you mean? Don't tell me. When, you know, yeah, he's got to go. I know. We can't let you stay. Everyone will get uh, mad at us. But, <laughs> but Laz. Go, so good to see you. And, and you know, honestly, man. if you want to hear a little bit of an extended conversation with Laz, we actually have a, a two-hour, two-part interview with Laz on the Cliff Dorfman Show podcast. Um, which, which is you, amazing. You can hear a lot more and, uh, and hear where we learned about Mama Leche and uh, wow. all the other things he's doing, including what's coming out in January, which I was looking for this summer, but I know got pushed, Cash Trucks. Yes. Uh, yes. Directed by Guy Ritchie, which we're really excited to see, too, uh, which Laz is a star in. So, yeah. Laz, you're on fire. You I love you. Love you guys. Love Appreciate you. the time. And uh, the boys you, is Friday, September 4th. You awesome. Know. Do not miss it. Laz, Don't I'll call it. you later. Thank, and thank you for being here. Amazon Prime. Yes, Amazon Prime. Laz Alonzo. Uh, okay, I mean, I don't know. Again, I, I just, th this week, I don't know. It's like it can't get any better. Nope. It, it like, and, and we spoke to the visual effects supervisor for the boys. It's like, how did he not tell us about the whale? Like, oh, that's was, like he built a 50. sound effects guy. Oh, the sound effects guy. That's right. I get confused. We have so many great people. Yeah, the Jack Ryan visual effects people. Oh, sound that's right. No wonder he didn't tell us yeah. about the whale. <laughs> it would have been weird if you knew. It would have been weird if you knew. 52 foot animatronic and I, I was saying I was thinking to myself when I was watching it I'm like oh I gotta ask Laz if that's uh animatronic or CGs just immediately says animatronic yeah it's pretty cool wow should we take a minute though just to I mean really first of all I don't care what anybody we're blessed I, yeah. I don't you know sorry you can get mad at me for gloating a little but I, I just feel grateful it's yeah. not really gloating I really do feel grateful you know I love being with Starburns I love this job and then you get places like Amazon Prime who you know just support us 
Yeah, well, and they support us, and, and they support their shows. Um, it's really great to get to talk to these people. I mean, they have so far, you know, we've gotten to we've gotten to talk to uh, to Laz. We've gotten to talk to their sound effects people. We've gotten to talk to Miss Maisel's costume designer, which is like one of the whose life is a Charles Dickens novel. I'm sure behind the scenes, and um, oh, yeah. You know, but the good side, like the rich side of it, like the, and the, and, uh, she went to Yale. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, you know, we've got Jack Ryan VFX people and all these great people from, um, Amazon. And, and, and it's true. Like they, I don't know how people perceive them on the, from the outside world, but as far as I'm concerned, they're creating some of the best original content in the game. Without a doubt. I mean, and by the way, Too Old to Die Young, the Alex oh, yeah. Renford one. I mean, they have so many, Trans- and those are like nine movies. Yeah. Transparent, oh. The Tick. Um, yeah. I wish the tick would come back. I know that was good. I think Is it over? The tick. I think they canceled the tick, but I uh, love that one. Listen, I, hey, listen, I loved it too. I thought it was great. I like that kid who played the tick, by the oh, way. Yeah, I thought he was a very good actor. Job. Oh yeah, he was great. He was great. Not totally unexpected that I, I would fall in love with him because you know you have that Patrick I Warburton, know. Patrick yes. Warburton vision in your head and from that original, and then I was like, oh, I know this isn't the tick that I like, and it's like. What yeah, like with the Larry you Charles cartoon with your kid, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so. I feel like, okay, wait, we're talking about the tick, right? We're talking about Amazon. I mean, I felt like there was something else I wanted to say, but just keep talking. All right. Well, I just wanted to talk about um, my, my underpants today. Can we talk about my underpants a little bit? I mean, I'd rather talk about mine, but I, we could talk about yours. Okay. So I, we, I know, okay, you go, you know we, I, we've been I talking about the shirts say. and all that stuff, you know, but mm, yeah. I do want to talk about my underpants, which are a little bit different. I go mm-hmm. with a place called MeUndies, all right? So I have a subscription to MeUndies, and I've had it for a while. Um, and the reason I got it was because I decided one day, because I had all athletic underpants. They were, like, all made out of some sort of moisture wicking, and they were all kind of, like, not plastic, Ew. but, like, made of that, like, that. Plastic underpants? Not plastic, but it feels like, you know, you know that, you know, when you wear a shirt that's, like, really polyfiber, like, like that polyfiber stuff, and it always feels uh-huh. kind of, like, it doesn't feel Weirdly like do cotton. Know what you mean. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, feel like do cotton. It mean. feels like. You're wearing the sticker on front of your shirt as your pants and stuff. So I, w- I decided one day I'm just going to order 10 pairs of MeUndies, right? Because MeUndies has been a sponsor from some of my shows before. And I loved them so much that I just started getting a subscription of MeUndies. So I get one pair of MeUndies every month, all right, of, of the different style. It's just like what the, the underpants of the month. I, right now I'm wearing my Back to the Future ones. Um, and before that I have, I had a pair of Rick and Morty ones and I had a pair of polar bears skiing. I have a pair of, you know, I think I have two different polar bears. You have polar bears skiing? I have skiing and I think bathing, like sunbathing. Um, (laughs) but every month I get a new pair and they are fucking nice. And so I would just do this. I'd like, every time I got a new pair of MeUndies, throw out a pair of old plastic undies, get a new pair of MeUndies, throw away. And so, but now I've collected like 60 pair of undies because here's the problem with MeUndies. They last for fucking ever, man. And they get softer right, they're not with every holes in them. Yeah, well, that's get... because, wait, 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 they have a thing, right? Isn't it like a, what is it, a, a, a micro-modal or micro-modal? It's modal. It's made out of beech modal. wood trees. It's made out of trees. It's made out like of beechwood trees. The pulp turns into yarn, right? Yeah, it's sustainable yeah. beechwood trees. No, yeah. I was reading about this. This is a real thing. Like, they're not lying. It's sustainable beechwood trees, and the pulp turns into, that's insane. So they can just keep doing it and not take any trees down. Exactly. So, it, and, and it's super soft. And if I tried to make my underpants out of trees, I just to get, I'd get more ants in my butthole. Um, I just got one thing I can make out of trees. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I mean, and, and listen, but the other thing is, okay, so you're ahead of me on this. See, I was not like, like, you know, like certain other things. So 
when I got to finally fill out my questionnaire and, you know, get, like, the onesies. Oh, yeah, the me, the me onesie. I'm a grown-ass man, and I have not been this happy from a, a onesie, man. I feel like I could just curl up again and be the child I never was. It's, they're fucking awesome. I, and I um, came out 43. <laughs> Dan Harmon has worn a couple of those on stage for shows. He loves it. You know, this is a this is a Harmon Town Starburns audio approved. Like we love MeUndies here. Um, we love we love our tree based uh, underpants. And well, they cracked the comfort code. That, at the end of the you. day, that's what they did. They cracked the comfort code with the sustainability stuff mm -hmm. and the the pulp into yarn. I can't get over the pulp into yarn because yeah. anytime there's a metamorphosis of something, I'm 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 like, wait, coal into diamond, you know, pulp into yarn. It's like I get like, how does that? I don't understand. It's the 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 gestation. I don't get it, but it's <laughs> fascinating, and they do it. And this stuff, honestly, it's like I'm sitting on uh, sushis right now, like a bunch of sushis, well, and I, I really am not hungry anymore. <laughs> well, No, it's, it's even, heaven on my skin. It's heaven I, on my skin. I'm, I not, I'm, not, so much. I'm not lying. I'm not even going to lie about this. I, I, I'm still afraid to, to, to go fully uh, in the buff in the pool because you can see over my fence. So I mean, undies swim, too. I don't, I shouldn't, oh. but, they, but they still come out comfortable, and I can wash them, and it, you, there's that durable. What do you go for, the can, briefs or the brief uh, boxers? I'm a boxer brief guy. I'm a boxer brief boxer guy. Brief. I, I need my, my twigs with and my berries all separated. Oh, no, just, no, just, uh, well, it no has a little hole. Yeah, no fly. Well, no, you can choose. That's oh, the no. great thing. You can yeah, choose fly brief, or no fly. Boxer brief, no fly. Just keep everything where it needs to be. Keep it soft. Keep it. But then also keep it separated the socks. I yeah. mean, they got the no-show socks, the low comfort, and and yeah. by the way, you can just say this is the kind of cool thing that I really like about it, which is different than I think every other site. And and listen, uh, I like a lot of different stuff, but what I, <laughs> I I do, and I find most things I like are not easy. Mm -hmm. You know, they they're a little bit of yeah. Not is it easy, but you can say they have this option, right? You can go like surprise me. Yep. That's what and I you do. don't know what you're going to get. That's what I do. I got a, I got a monthly surprise me. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, um, you use offer it's code fantastic. stuck. You just go to the, go to meundies.com, use offer code stuck. And uh, not only do you get awesome Mondays, we get paid. So do it for all of us. Hey, want to support the show? Get some awesome underwear. Yeah, and you know us. We're always going to give you how it is. We're getting paid to do this. This stuff is awesome. If we didn't like the stuff, we have other people who will pay I us. swear to God, ask my wife if she'll get on here and she'll tell you about Bring the stack Stephanie of on. MeUndies. The Where's stack, Stephanie? She's, she's hiding from me. Um, oh. she's, I'm loud. I talk loud. Tell Stephanie uh, I want her and see if she, she comes. Will, she, I will have her come down and she, she can, you know what I'll do? Oh, they I'll have women's. When, uh, in the next couple of days, I'll show you the stack of MeUndies that I have, and you oh, can see how many I have. Don't do I'm that. not kidding about that. Um, all right, <laughs> Wait, but well, they also have all women's stuff, oh, too, yeah, by the way. Oh, yeah, Bras. Oh. I don't even want to talk about it because it's creepy, but they, for women, by the way, Tons go there. Yeah, and Ooh. my wife got mad when she found out I had a, a, a monthly, and she didn't, I didn't buy her a monthly. Yeah, what's uh, wrong with you? Because, yeah, I know, right? Anyway. Yeah, sorry about that stuff. Advertisement we'll over, but we just wanted to tell you it's great. Get them. Get some. MeUndies.com, offer code stuck. Right. All right. Amazon Prime, The Boys, season two, Friday, first three episodes. <sighs> okay. There's my wife. He has I like have... 50. Maybe more. <laughs> All right. I'm just saying heaven on my skin. And they, they literally turned pulp to yarn. <laughs> now we're done. Now we're done. I All know, right, but really, it's true. Let's get six-minute advertisement suck Yeah, it. come on, me undies. Right, that counts twice. Pay us. <laughs> no, no, no. But by the way, I I'm really happy with the underwear. I am. For too. free. No one's saying it's not free. Oh, he pays. Wait, uh, he I, pays. I pay for this monthly. Yeah, absolutely I do. I yeah. pay. I don't give a shit. I'll pay, I'll pay again. I'll pay twice. I love them. If they All cut right. me off, I would start paying. All right, let's go.
All right. So we don't have a lot of time, but I do want to start at least this conversation. Um, it was just so good talking to Laz, and I wanted to, I, we went a little longer. But the last episode of the Manson family. Manson. Yeah, let's just let's just jump into it. And by the way, I think this is the perfect amount of time to spend on the ending here. Yeah. Um, is what we have to kind of run out the show with until, and we're here. We're doing another episode, right? This uh, week. Yep. Oh, this is it. We're done. This is the end. Oh, I thought we had one tomorrow. Oh. Oh, we're uh, not supposed to say tomorrow. Sorry, Scott. Oh, oh, see, oh, episodes of the show. Yeah. Of our show, we're doing. Two, we have yeah. two more. We have it tomorrow on Friday. Wait, what day is it? It's Wednesday. See, this is why this doesn't seem like a job. I feel like, oh, is it almost Friday already? Like, this is awesome. I don't even know. I just don't care. Okay, let's talk about this, man. Um, as we'll, let's just stay in fashion. You go first, right. as we do. So this episode really is the culmination of the trial. And this is, this is them actually in the trial. And this is where you actually get into the, what happened in the murders, how they took place, who did, the, who did what, how it was all done. And this is really the unraveling of the, you know, I think this entire show is trying to be kind of, push to this last episode to kind of give you your, you know, the thesis of the show is that he's a myth, but he's really, you know, not all he's cracked up to be. He's not really a legend and he's not really this great thing that everybody kind of tried to make him out to be that, that, that even the way that they posed the trial and the helter skelter stuff was all bullshit, but it was a way of getting the jury to accept this and, and, into pop, you know, public culture. So it was a really weird episode for me because <laughs> it basically was, Taking everything we've learned um, about this story as it was told in, from the mythological sense and trying to undo that myth by saying a lot of this stuff was really not brought on by a true belief in any of this stuff. It's just a con man doing these things and uh, uh, a prosecutor that knew how to twist that into making it a story that the world could pick up on because getting somebody to go to jail for life or convincing other people to murder is tricky but you make him a guru and now it's easy. You know, the conviction can come. I mean, listen, I agree with everything you said. I, what I, what I also think. All right. So I think a few things. Should I jump in? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Please. Okay. I like that. Was that two words? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Let's, let's use that word from now on. Um, I do that too. I combine two words all the time. I'm not trying to call you out like a dick. Just oh, trying no. to be like, oh yeah, two word club. <laughs> I'm with you. Um, all right, here's what I think. First of all, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted by the, the women who are still alive and talking on this, who were members of the family. They sicken me. They sicken me. And I don't like to say that about human beings because I love human beings. I love everyone, really. So I don't really want to say they sicken me. I'm, okay, so let me rephrase. It's a little old, Cliff. Let me rephrase. Um, I'm incredibly saddened by what I am seeing displayed from these former family members. Now, I'm not sure why. I, I don't like to have expectations. I'm not sure why I would expect more. Nonetheless, I, I guess I did. I guess I expected something that was uh, some kind of remorse. Like that woman talking about how she went to the Beverly Hills Hotel with a king snake because Charlie told her to around her neck uh, and, and waited for uh, uh, Bulugiosi. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Right, Bugliosi. Am I saying yeah. it right? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy. The, the, yeah, the prosecuting right. attorney. Yeah, absolutely. The prosecuting attorney. See, I just did it too. A Turner. See, <laughs> two word club. Yeah, it was attorney and uh, some other word that I can't pick up right now. But she went there and and waited till he came out, and she's like, "Hey, Bogey, wanna wanna pet my snake?" And she's laughing about it. She threatened a prosecutor. I'm saying whether you like this guy or not. By the way, whether this guy stole Igor Ivor's 
uh, book to use as the defense, I would say he 100% did. Oh, he did. 100% did. I, I was not happy with that. I'm getting it right. Well, Ivor, I, know, wait, right? I thought, well, I felt I got the. His name's I, Ivor, though, right? It's Ivor. Yeah, you got that okay, right. Sorry. Um, I got the sense that he didn't necessarily mind it. He was just surprised that it got picked up and, and driven so hard, almost like he oversold the, 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 the information in the book and took that and twisted it into something bigger. I felt like that was his frustration more than him taking the, the entire prosecute kind of his playbook because, you know, he, you know, Ivor, for all intents and purposes, did more investigation than this prosecutor did and the cops hmm. did well yeah i mean okay so here's the other interesting thing that i thought i, I again don't disagree with you uh double negative being yep, i, I agree, agree with you. you that being said i thought something very interesting while i was watching um sort of the end of the fifth into the third of the sixth you know Yes, it comes out. Everybody confesses. There are details no one can know. There, there is no doubt that everyone here is guilty. They got the right people. Mm -hmm. There's a moment where if you're not educated on the case and you don't know that during the sentencing that the uh, women all confessed mm -hmm. and said stuff because they were already guilty now that it was indubitable that they did this. Mm -hmm. Right. But there was a moment where if you're not informed about the case, you could have almost gone like, maybe they are getting railroaded by the man. Mm -hmm. well, uh, that's scary to me. I mean, they lost not because, I mean, the truth is they lost because they lost it, right? Like Charlie, you know, well, Charlie would have gotten out of it anyway. The women weren't railroaded by the man in my book. They were railroaded oh, I agree. by Charlie. Charlie was well always going to put pin it on them. They were always going to go down because they were always going to admit it because that's the goal. That was Charlie's con man goal, right? He never, they never would have gotten railroaded by the, the prosecution. They were going to get railroaded by their love and their idealization of, of Charlie Manson. So that was always going to happen. Charlie is the person who should have gotten away with it because but he couldn't hold his damn mouth and not jump on the desk and try and kill the judge. He lost it. That for was crazy. He lost that it for himself. Crazy. He Did you know that happened? I, I didn't no know idea. that happened. No, absolutely no. not. No idea. I no, mean, if, if he had played a, a little bit calmer and not decided to, to do all the crazy stuff, because obviously they got, you know, that first, that first trial went all nuts and, and they had to, you know, start over basically. And, you know, he comes back with everybody has their head shaved. Everybody's got their, their X marks. Like they decided they want, they threw the case. It feels to me like they, they, they decided that at a certain point, like Charlie, Charlie showed his true colors in the courtroom because he couldn't handle it. And they're like, fuck it. We're going to go the other way. Listen, it's recidivism is real. That's yep. the first thing. This guy wants to go back to jail. He spent 22 years of his, you know, more than half of his life in the institutions, uh, which is a horrible way to be raised. And, and there's an argument that we we made Charles Manson. Mm -hmm. As a society, you know, I want to I want to I, I know it's going to be a, a bit of a digression, but I want to say this. Right. You know, you know what, uh, how I'm obsessed with and I'm obsessed, but a little kind of borderline, like hypo obsessed with UFOs and not really obsessed. I'm just they exist. You know, it's a thing. Now the Pentagon is admitted. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason I bring it up is this. The biggest reason why these things are kept secret. Imagine if a ship can travel Interstellar, interstellarly, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? That means that the motherboard on a ship that powers that ship could power a whole city with no oil, which means that we've spent, if any of this is true, I know it's true, but if any of this is true, we spent the last 60 to 80 years killing each other. 
instead of just going, hey, we don't have to live like this. And why I bring this up is this is the society that makes a Charles Manson. Imagine if, just say, just say, uh, okay, I'm crazy, right? But just say that it's true, even though the Pentagon said it, right? That means that this has been in the knowledge for 50, 60 years, and that means there's an alternative way. We don't have to be digging oil. We don't have to be killing each other for oil. None of it. If that's true, then this is the same society that built and molded a Charlie Manson and took a young child-molested rape victim. And I use both terms because I don't know. I feel like they both apply. His mom, who was raped by a married uh, military dude Mm -hmm. and impregnated. Again, this is a society that we made these people. And we shouldn't be so shocked when we're looking into the face of these people. And again, we see it 60 years later. None of them have any remorse. The ones that are alive, the ones that weren't involved, air quotes, well, I mean, I mean, and I might take it from a slightly different perspective because I don't, I don't know that if we had cold fusion that we'd be hiding it that much, especially right now. But if we um, really, you think the military-industrial complex would just be like, you know what, those eight trillion dollars a year that we get and all the black ops, like Yankee Black operations that we do, forget it. I, I don't forget I it. Let's just give it all back. I would, I, no, no, but I do think that they would. They, they. I think that what? if we had a, a, a little bit of a um, in any of that kind of stuff or a little bit more of that kind of stuff. They wouldn't need quite so much money, and we'd be able to spend it somewhere else. But we, we have all of it. We could but, power this whole world. All right, go on. Take, take the other point of view. Here's what I'm saying. Now, okay. I'm not taking that other point of view. I think it's the same point like of view it. from a slightly different way. I think that it's, I, I think it's the incarceration system and the way that we jail people and that we don't look at rehabilitation, and we aren't looking at stuff like a minimum basic income or some sort of way of creating safe spaces for women, safe spaces for kids. Mm-hmm. Till this yes. day where we don't recognize PTSD for what it was and we didn't recognize it. We thought of people who freaked out for, that came back from war not as heroes but as pussies or as less than manly and we created a, a, a toxic male environment where people couldn't get help, where women couldn't get help and they were trapped by these men and when these people got arrested instead of trying to find a way for that woman his, wife, his, you know, his mom to be in a home or in a safe place, we incarcerated her and blamed her for her situation. Exactly. I think that creates a Charlie Manson too. Listen, we're in agreement. We're in agreement. Whatever the reason is, there's a certain, you know, we created Jones, Tanya, yes, Nancy, uh, Waco, et cetera. Uh, you agree with us to a point. Okay, well, uh, listen, that's all you have to do. And by the way, we can argue the whole point too. This is what I love. Again, it's getting art and talking about humanity and, and you know, side skirting any of the political nonsense. Um, Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. She's been recommended for parole. No one's getting out. That's the one thing. Yeah, that's the other thing I found. Like, Bobby Boussoulet, he's doing, you know, recordings from jail. Uh, Tex Watkins. What happened to Tex? He he got out, didn't he? I feel like one of them did. Tex Watkins got out. Wait, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. It's not Tex. Let me look. No, Clem. Maybe Clem. I think Clem got out. Yeah, this Why are you looking at that? I'm going to take a slight... Go. What do you got? Go ahead. Go do your thing. I'm going to look. I was just going to take a slight digression. I, it was something that made me think about with Aya Cash and, and you know, her her character um, symbolically and, and also, you know, metaphorically uh, battling the patriarch and literally, right? But the idea of her... Um, it made me think about something because I'm watching the show and to me, Aya Cash is like the sexiest woman alive. One of, if not the. And it made me start thinking, how many years did People Magazine do the sexiest man alive? Right. But the sexiest woman alive, we were just sticking a thong on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Like we never had a woman who had accomplished the same as George Clooney. Right. Did they have a sexiest woman alive? I feel no. like Julia Roberts was once. 
I don't know. Well, tell me. I, I have no idea. I'm just trying to figure out who this is. Um, we may have to find this a little bit later. Um, Listen, someone got out. I don't think it's text. I think I'm pretty sure it's Clem. The, the, the main thing here is that, you know, what was accomplished? I mean, there's all this Steve, loss. Clem, Clem was paroled in 85. And he's been out, what, he probably might even be dead now. I mean, I'm down yeah, to his, he, was, he, he was paroled in 85, so that would be, that was almost uh, 15, 30 years What ago, killing was he a part years of? Ago. He, oh, the stuntman. Uh, he was, um, so he, I think that, it doesn't really say. No, it does, I'm, he killed the yeah, stuntman. Yeah, Shorty, man. he killed Shorty. Shorty, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, listen, we end this now. So, so for everybody, because we're having a, yeah, we got to wrap up. So for everybody now, all stuck at homies, we're going to start on The Vow. So mm-hmm. as of this Sunday on HBO Max, The Vow, uh, which is the Nexium cult, we like these cult documentaries. Um, the Nexium cult is going to be three episodes this Sunday. So I say we just start and we go through, we as analyze, as yeah, as far as we can. Yep. Yeah. Okay, good. So, wow, what a day, what a week. We're not done. Nope. We got a great couple of other shows, too. So um, yes. tomorrow, next episode, we're going to be talking about Bill and Ted's really get into it. Um, and so very excited. Yes, we are. So everybody, until next time, stay safe, stay, stay, stay sane, stay, stay, stay strong. strong. Jason, Jason Smith. Smith. Cliff Dorfman, love y'all. <laughs> Star Bands Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.